Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, host of the Tour Coach Podcast here. I want to thank all of you for listening and supporting us during our first year. I think the podcast has grown. It's gotten hopefully better. I appreciate all the comments, so much social media feedback, and so many people have walked up to me and given me their insight and so many just great comments about listening to the podcast as I ventured off from the Dew Sweepers Golf Radio Show. So it's been a fun year, a really cool year, and obviously the times are changing out there, and we've kind of reassessed everything, and as we launch into year two, once again, we're going to kind of give all of you an inside look at the PGA Tour, work, travel, coaching, and what it's like out there. Last year, I think I went to 28 tour events. Obviously, this year, it's a little different with everything going on in the world, but You'll hear me from various stops along the PGA Tour, as well as sitting down with my players and coaches and friends at the Learning Center at Frederica, where I'm based out of now, over at St. Simons Island, Georgia. Just a fantastic place, and I'm grateful for the move there and for the opportunity to coach at what I think is the highest level of our players over there at Frederica. So if you have the chance, come see us. And this year, I also want to continue to give all of you that love the game of golf an inside look into what I think is the arena of coaching and teaching golf at the highest level. I want to give all of you access to some of the ways of thinking, some of the opinions, and some of the thoughts of the very best teachers, coaches, fitness experts, mental coaches, statisticians, caddies, all of the people that are around golf at the highest level. And I think by spending time with those people here on the Tour Coach, you can take away some information for yourself that can help you enjoy the game more, perform the game at a higher level. And most importantly, I think as you sit and you listen to the Tour Coach podcast, you'll see that we really enjoy what we do and we have some fun doing it. And uh, I think you'll laugh along the way with us. So sit back. I hope you enjoy the journey of the Tour Coach into Season 2. And if you got any questions or there's anything you want to hear us talk about, make sure you find us on social media. Tony Ruggiero here on the Tour Coach, sitting in with my good buddy Mark Wood at Sweet Gum Cottage down at Frederica. And Woody, you've brought a gaggle of a bunch of great guys from all over down here. Uh, And they're going to kind of hang out, participate a little bit. We're going to ramble for 30 minutes. Had some fun. It's been fun. Great group of guys. Good um, group of guys. And, you know, these guys wanted to come down. They wanted an experience. They wanted to hang out with me. Uh, for sure they wanted to hang out with you. Why wouldn't they? But, look, you're a legend. But they wanted they wanted an experience. Okay, what's it like in the day of a tour player? What do they really do? You know, so, so you, you and did, I, you obviously, Mike Nolan was here with us. And then we had uh, Randy Myers came over and joined us. And then Mo Pickens. So, I mean, they got a little bit of everything. I think one of the things, and I would say to you guys, is, and Woody, you've been out there way longer than me, but I think that at any level now, if you want to improve a bunch, it takes a team of people to help you. There's a bunch of different disciplines involved in helping you get better at golf. Like you saw you saw Mo and, and you saw Randy, and, and I think every teacher has their their group of people they rely on and they do, and do that. But I think it's applicable. I've tried to do that in my teaching career involved you a ton but i've tried to whether it's somebody that's an eight handicap or a 15 handicap or it's a junior golfer or whatever i've tried to help expose them because i think really getting better at the game now with all the stuff we know obviously the fundamentals and the stuff we did out there is hugely important but i think to like for people that are really serious about getting better i think it takes addressing all of those aspects of the game to get better and i i try to not step like 
if you look at me, you know I'm not a fitness expert, right? But and it's hard to tell. It, I mean, it is. The Dew Sweeper Swimsuit Edition is coming out next year, and I don't want to give anything away, but the Vineyard Vines thong I'm going to wear is a huge seller. I'm not <laughs> so, sure you can give it away. And so, um, anyways, but um, or a mental coach uh, and so forth. So, I, But I think that for anybody that's trying to get a lot better, I think having a, an improvement and an understanding of all those disciplines and how they relate to their game is good. Well, without a doubt, and I think that your – not just to blow smoke, you know, at your skirt, but... Thong. Uh, thong, okay? Very few people will involve others. Now, a teacher may involve a fitness guy because he doesn't feel threatened. Right. Okay? But how many teachers involve other teachers? Okay? I mean, we do a bunch of camps together, both junior and senior, and, and I mean... And I commend you for it because you're comfortable in your own skin. And, and when you're teaching these guys, you like others' opinion. You may not use it, right? but you want to hear it. I love getting other opinions. I always think of, I mean, you know, if I got really sick, which I hope I don't, but, or, or you know, well, heck, you know, my wife, Yvonne's been sick. And so we, heck, we could, we went to people in Mobile and we, Jim Kaufman, who owns Frederica, got us in to see people at, at the Cleveland Clinic. I mean, we've gone to get other opinions, right? Right. Like I, and it didn't mean we had to take everyone or believe everybody or think it's the best, but I think you want to be the most informed. And so as a teacher, I always think of myself, you've told me this once way back when we were talking about Bobby Wyatt a long time ago, like you got to tell them the truth because you're going to get fired either way, right? Like if you, if you try to not tell them the truth and you don't tell them what you really think you're going to get fired and you know, if, if you're wrong or whatever, you're going to get fired either way. So like, I've just always felt like I like to get, I always think of myself as like the CEO of their consulting group, the consultants. And I feel like I'm with all of my players, I'm in charge of a bunch of the information that comes in, but I like to get as much of that information as possible. And I don't always, maybe 90% of it, 80% of it, the player never hears. Right. But I like, you know, I have stats, uh, you know, Peter Sanders, yep. I met him with Hank Johnson years ago. Like he'll run stats for me. I may never share one bit of that with a guy, but I'd like to, I'd like know, to know what they are. Right. You know, when a guy's struggling, I love to send a video to you. And I like, for me, I like to take videos and send them to people that are opposite. Like I, I work with you forever and we've been friends forever and you taught me in high school. So I, I kind of have an idea where you'll go with some of it. Yeah. Right. But I love to get your opinion on it. And then I love to send it to somebody that's completely opposite okay. and get a different view. Like I'll send it to Brady Riggs, right. who's a good buddy, who's, yeah. right? And he's got, to, you know, he's got a real scientific approach because of his degree and stuff out there in California, you know, and then I'll send, and then sometimes I'll be walking at a tour event and I'll show a video to Randy Smith walking on the fairway, right? And get two or three opinions and then go, well, I like this. I don't like that. But I, and I, I don't know why it's, I mean... You know, everybody's so territorial, but like, I think Very. that would help. Like, and I, I think it helps golfers here. Like, I, I mean, the, the, we've had a great group and, and a fun group of guys, but like getting different opinions to me is never bad. Like, I don't think it, and I don't think if you helped a guy more than me, or you came up with a different approach to click with guy makes me a shitty teacher, right? It doesn't make me bad. Or if I got through to a guy and you didn't, doesn't mean you're a bad teacher, but I feel like that there's people out there that think that way. Don't you think, though, that it's 
like bringing these these guys down here. Most of these guys, I, or, or a lot of these guys, I've watched them hit balls before. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of knew what I would have done or am doing or trying to do, et cetera. Some guys met for the first time, right? But I didn't want any part in the learning center. I needed you to do that because I wanted your opinion because mm-hmm. you had all the data. You had the video. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know what I think. Right. Okay. So I want these guys to hit a ball in, in front of you and, and try to verbalize their what they think their issues are. Okay. Which a lot of times the, the issues that they think they have, they don't really have. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then you throw in, then you throw in, and I thought it was interesting because, you know, the first day, you know, we had Jackson warm them up, then we went and played with, you know, watched him hit some balls and we played with them, then we had Randy come out and then go through basically the biomechanical portion Mm -hmm. of what you're doing, you know, for a tour player Mm -hmm. and why older guys, oh, well, that, you know, Randy would make a comment, well, that's why he can still play because he can still do this. Mm -hmm. And these guys can't play because they can't do that, which I think is, I think it's phenomenal that when these guys get exposed to say, hey, look, this is what we'd love to have you do. Physically, you can't do it. So you're teaching around that, right? We're yeah. basically building in compensation. You have to. 100%. And I, I mean, so biggest, I t- I've, you've heard me say it. So I had a great upbringing in teaching under you and Hank Johnson, Wayne Flint. And I learned the basis of what I teach today. That's same same stuff every day. But one of the biggest things to me was learning more about the body because I had the good fortune I'm obviously with Lucas early on was with Randy and then I've done a ton of stuff with Colby right right? and so that understanding of that been the biggest change in how I how I teach people because like I mean and then you look back you I'm sure you I'm guessing you but like you look back like 15 10 years ago you're like, well, no, sh- no wonder that some bitch couldn't have it. You know what I mean? Like, no wonder, like a guy couldn't, a guy's left hip was all screwed up or right. whatever, right? Like, yeah. no chance. So, like, you know, we, but we didn't know, or we didn't have an exercise to give him or whatever, well, right? And we weren't that guy, right? I mean, we could see that they're dysfunctional, but I, I couldn't change the dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Where Randy or Colby or those guys, they could change the dysfunction. Right. And if it became less dysfunctional, then it changed their golf. Mm-hmm. For sure, Malaska, all those guys, all, those, all guys. those guys have influenced our teaching. Correct. They, I mean, I know they have mine, and they have yours as well. Yeah, and so that's why, like, I love to get input, and, and you know, and sometimes when it comes to like you asking, like, about giving opinions, I always send it to a physical guy to get an opinion. Like when I started with Billy Haas, he'd been in a car wreck. Yep. Knew his knee was messed up. I knew he didn't probably do a ton of rehab. I, you know, I mean, I could tell looking at it that the leg and the knee didn't act right. Okay. Right. So I was actually down here at Frederica and I was doing a thing with Scott Lynn, the biomechanics guy who I use a bunch and Colby. And I was like, Hey, look at this. Well, they jump right in. Well, I mean, it's his body. That's why he's not turning behind it. And you could put videos up of when he played good at, and he won at Palm Springs years ago. Well, like, I mean, his leg and his knee look different going back. And so, you know, I mean, I think, using all those resources. And I think, but I think the point, one of the things I wanted to say in this is like, you don't have to have, you don't have to have Randy or you don't have to have Colby. There's people in everybody's hometown that can help you do this. And I think, and I think that having, I mean, I think if you're serious about getting better, you owe it to yourself to get multiple opinions and multiple disciplines to look at what you're doing. Cause sometimes there's answers that are easier 
for you or things that are going to make it make you able to get better than you thought you could without a doubt i mean and and, and it, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a physical fitness but it could be right. somebody that's in pilates somebody that's in mm-hmm. yoga i mean all the different mediums that that's have. my next thing my yoga calendar <laughs> i can't wait to see it it's going to be huge yeah <laughs> Figuratively, or, or <laughs> yes, both, yes, both. Mm. But anyways, that's I mean, I, and I, I thought that was cool what you did here this weekend. You know, we've we've done it before with juniors. Uh, haven't done it as much with adults. This is kind of the first where you introduce them to multiple disciplines. And then the cool part to me is I think putting them on the golf course. And Mike and I talked a bunch about it. Like, I mean, you teach them, but then they want to go out and play. And I think having them play and compete a little is good because that gets the juices flowing, gets them doing what. You know, and it's fun riding around. You played some with them. I'd ride around and watch some holes. And what I was really impressed with is, like, to me, the setup stuff, like, setup stuff makes them feel real screwed up, right? Yeah. But, like, how I would say almost everybody that I saw stuck with the setup stuff. And you know they felt shitty over the ball, right? But they stuck with it pretty good. So, like, they had a decent chance to get there, you know? So, you know, I would throw it out to you guys that are sitting here with us and appreciate you guys coming out. I mean, we've had two days of three or one and a half. Let's call it one and a half. What were some of the things that you liked, didn't like, thought it was interesting, not interesting? We'll edit the parts you didn't like out yeah. of this. I don't want anybody to think anything I did was bad. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you made a good point in that you asked us what we thought our problem was versus what the real problem was. So for myself, um, I probably listed, you know, uh, six to eight things that I thought my problem at was, at least. <laughs> but I did not mention my balance. And Tony picked up on that right away and showed me that, you know, my balance was off and, you know, I'm rolling my feet and things of that nature. So I came down here thinking, like, here's my checklist of problems. But one of the things that Tony pointed out was, like, your balance is off, and that was not on my checklist. Right, but what was fun, too, is when we were out on the golf course playing, you had a couple of nice drives when I was with you guys, and the first thing you said was, yeah, it was good, but my footwork wasn't very good. Yeah. Which you probably would have never said before this weekend. Because you were aware of it, right? right? You know, it's hard to know if you're not aware of something that's going on. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was good, but when we were in the words, yeah, my footwork wasn't very good. Still lost my balance. Right. I think, too, like, and, and this is you know, statement for everybody, but like, you know, with all the technology we have, people get really complicated, didn't do a lot of stuff. And I don't know that enough people pay attention to stuff like balance, like balance is a big deal. And if you can't finish your golf swing and hold your finish and be in balance, the odds that you can line that club face up and hit it where you're going aren't very good. Right. And, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've learned, basic stuff from the trainers and the people I've been around is like, I mean, just getting you to learn to improve, to finish and be, to finish your golf swing, hold your balance, learn to do exercises where you balance yourself on each leg separately. Like they're huge for yeah. any golfer. Right. And uh, I told one of you the other day, like Lucas and I were having a kind of, we've been working a couple of years and I was like, put him on his right leg, had him stand on his right leg only and try to turn into his right hip. And I mean, he's a, if you saw him, he's a great athlete, right? Yeah, super. Yeah. Super good shape, 6'2", like could dunk in big hands, dunk a basketball, whatever. Couldn't hardly stand on one leg and turn into his right hip. It's like, I mean, you should be able to do that. If you're a top 100 player in the world, I think you ought to be able to stand on your run leg. 
right? And it was a you know that was kind of the start of some of our new commitment to what he's doing. So I'll bring him, hundred percent, right? Yeah. And he was like, "Wow, that's like I think you should be able to do this, right? 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 You ought to be able to stat me. I mean, you're trying to turn into that hip going back. So you know, and that was kind of the start. I feel like to me that was a big moment where he really started a push towards some of the stuff he's doing now, more consistent play, hitting the shots he wants to hit because he can physically do it. But I also think that when you're dealing with tour players and you're dealing with people that are very successful yeah. in business and in life, sometimes you can't give them everything the first time. You have to earn their trust, answer some of their questions, get the ball to shape the way they think they want it to, and then make go, and then on the back end make the changes that you want it, right? Like, yeah. You know, when I started with Lucas, he just wanted it to hook. So I was like, well, shit, I can make a hook. <laughs> right? I can make you hit a hook. Then after you get him to hit a hook, you go back in and you make it not hook as much and you get to do the things that be your preferences or you think that would work better. But I think, and I think that's the same whether it's a tour player or a successful person. Like, you got to, sometimes I think, can't just do what you want to do and tear some stuff apart. You got to get the ball to do. We're talking about fixing a ball flight. You got to make the ball. You got to answer some questions and make the ball do what they want it to do to help them buy in and see, well, this guy knows a little bit about what he's doing. Anybody else? Yeah, I thought the uh, video session was very helpful. Humbling at the same time, but but helpful. You guys were tweaking a bunch of in my swing, which really felt drastic to me. But then when you go and look at it on the video, it's like it's barely much. It's really little thing. So you got all that in your mind and you feel like you're all screwed up, and, but then when it works, it works. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's interesting because, you know, I mean, not to pick on you, but, but you know, you came with an open club face, okay, and so there was not much, there was very little smash on the ball, so the ball curved in your case. And a lot of throw. Sure, well, he had to throw. He's doing whatever he can to square the face. Right. Right? Because the but face then he was got so the face, But then he got the face good and kept throwing, so he started shaking. Yeah. And I was pissed that you squared the face up first because I was like, well, shit, now I got to sit here for 30 minutes and watch Shank. I was like, damn, Woody. I mean, oh, my God. Yeah, and then he sends them to me. <laughs> yeah, OT will fix it in there on that swing panel. I know, I'll get him to square the face and you get him to move. Yeah, so, and, and we did, right? And, and I also think that one of the hard things is you can see that sometimes they're making better motions and for a little bit the ball's not better. That's right. Right. And like you were a great example. Like, none, 90% of it was better. That's but right. at the end, he couldn't stop. <laughs> right. Well, you and, know? and so, and so now I'm going to pick on, I'm going to pick on um, Mike Nolan for a second. Because, now, don't pick on him. He's no, been nice all week. No, no, because, my God. because look, he, he does the same. I mean, he lined up a bunch of salami for yeah. <laughs> right, right. But he, salami and he'll, be, he'll be the first to admit it. Okay. You tell him the story. I won't. I, I'm not going to throw you. You can throw yourself under this. About, about when somebody begins to struggle a little bit, even though they're doing better. Oh yeah, no, I'm not very good at that part. I'm not. I'm not going to be a tough on them. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So what I do a lot of times, I, most of the guys in this room I've given golf lessons to over the years. But look, I started working for Mark in 1998 as a uh, <laughs> coming out of college, right? And obviously, I spent most of my with me most of my career with him. Um, because I probably wasn't very hireable anywhere else. But long story short, I've always, I've always, everybody I teach, and especially now that we're busy with other business, but like everybody I teach, I see Mark every six weeks with them. 
And I told everybody, listen, we're going to do this because it's good for me. Mm -hmm. Because the stuff that I'm not really good at is when it gets really, it's really hard. And you got shanking it. Like, I'm like, oh shit, the fun meter's not, the, I need the fun meter <laughs> more over on this side. Right. So when it gets, when it gets, it's like good cop, bad cop almost a little bit. Oh yeah. Because some of my stuff I do, I think I'm very confident doing what I do, but when it gets, when, 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 when the ball starts going straight right, I just like, all my buzzers go off. And the fucking fire alarms go off. That must be like a, must be like a progression in the, like, teacher handbook. Because right. like, when I'm around Woody, I'm the good cop, he's the bad cop. Right. And then Jack, and then the Jackson, I'm the bad cop. He's the good cop. Right. It's funny how that is. Yeah. But it's all a matter of how, how guys like the pressure, right? I mean, sometimes, you know, there's pressure. And, 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 and hopefully all these guys, you know, got the feeling, look, we're in there. We're down in the dirt with you. Hmm? We're in there. We're in that foxhole, right? And when they're struggling, we're struggling. Hmm? I mean, and it's not like, you know, hey, we really don't care. Because you care. You're in there with you. Right? Oh, 100%. And, 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 and I think they all get the sense that we're, we're in there with them. I mean, right? like when you were shanking, I was... Dying. I was, no, man, yeah, I mean, and I was like... You're dying inside for them. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. No, but... No, no, but I mean, like... And, yeah, that's what I said during it, okay? <laughs> I mean, I was like, hell. Let's move on. Let's go chip. <laughs> I mean, hell. <laughs> Why don't you go go, go hit a bunker shot? Yeah, you can throw it there and get Matt Jackson make you look like a champ. You go like a champ. You don't have to hit the ball. But, uh, but no, yeah, obviously. I mean, I think, but, but it's interesting. Like, and so to me, you know, it's, it's that way. One of the most common questions I get, I know you get too, is like, well, how different is it teaching tour guys? And these like, and it's the same. Like, I mean, their struggles may be a little different, but it's the same. You're down there in the trenches with them. When, when you're struggling, we feel shitty and you feel like you can't find an answer, yep. you know? But I think that's what you want in a teacher too. You don't want somebody that doesn't care and isn't worried Right? I mean, that's not the guy you want. I, I want to say something on that. You know, I've, I've known Mark for quite a while, not very well, but, you know, Michael's worked for and with Mark for forever. With. And I, 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 I think Mark is, a, I hate to say this in front of Tony, but I think Mark is a terrific guy, and I, I, I have a world of respect for him. Thank Why you. would you hate to say that in front of me? Because <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you think I'm horrible. You're always jabbing me a little bit. You know, I'm trying to compliment. <laughs> Marcus always makes people feel like he really cares, and I think mm -hmm. he does. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt the best part of this whole couple of days is, Tony, I think you're the same way. And you seem to have a really great way of picking one thing. You know, like, like we all watch off channel. Some of these guys, Jesus Christ, they talk and they talk and they talk. It's like we just turn them on. And I think you have a great way of picking out one thing person would actually work on when they leave here and maybe actually help them. I think that's terrific. I think most of the guys have said that. That's why they take the golf course. I think both of your attitudes toward us is the best thing. Well, that's nice. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I, I learned that early. You know, I mean, I've been fortunate because I've had great mentors. I know you have, but like that was the big, you know, that was a big thing. Like you with the note card, you know, never, somebody never leaves more than a couple things. And then somewhere down the line, I just started, you know, just from a business perspective, you start asking people that leave other people why the hell they quit taking lessons from them. And you're like, oh, I mean, the guy was confused every time I left or I never knew what the hell I was working on. I was like, shit, if I write down two things, you can't get that confused. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And so 
but you with the you've told the note card story a million times about Bo and and I've adapted it and I've probably stole it and probably claimed it as my own a couple times. You made it famous. I mean, I kind of have the ropes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest. If you look on – how many ropes do you see on the PGA Tour now? It's all because of me. A lot. But uh, anyways, but that's very nice. But, like, I, that's – I mean, I, I think we're doing our job if we – if I mean, we're not doing our job if you don't think we care. Right. And if you leave and you don't – and you know – If you're confused, then we haven't done our job. Right. And then the, the most amazing thing to me, though, is, like, when people – when you like, one of the things I always ask people is, like, Especially if they've come, well, all the time, but when they've come and it's the first lesson they've worked about, like, what have you been working on your golf swing? What type of stuff have you been doing? And they can't tell you. At all. I mean, like, not a clue. Or they mention, like, five random things that don't go together. And then they say, but, like, I'm not really sure why I'm doing that. Like, and so to me, the biggest thing is always you understanding not just, like, what we're doing, but why we're doing it. You know, I mean, and why, and not only, you know, whether it's your footwork or whatever and, and, uh, and how it affects the golf ball. So it's interesting, like Tony, I'm going to pick on Tony a little bit. So he was lucky enough when he was in college, he, he would watch a bunch of our mentors teach golf with the golf digest schools. This is back in the, in the, you know, heydays back when there's Bob Toski and Jim Flick and Peter Costas and Chuck Cook and all, all the guys, well, we all think are greats mm-hmm. and they are. You know, and so he got to see that back in the 80s, right? Yeah, I started with you at Linkside. Yes. Linkside. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. then that's how I met Hank. Yeah. Right? And Wayne and all those guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and then, and then Tony Dorico also, when he was in college, he used to watch the Golf Digest schools. He's lucky. That was Ness part of that group? Ness was part of that group. Ness. Absolutely. Yeah. And Davenport and, and all those guys. And so, you know, he's seen a bunch of them. My favorite Ness story. I got to, every time I got to tell this. And, and you know, it was his seventy-second birthday two days ago. So well, was it really? Yeah, we'll have a birthday to Tommy Ness. Yeah. So the thing that's kind of interesting though, Woody, is that the uh, fitness wasn't as big back then. Nobody did. Well, you know that DP yeah. uh, diversified product started. That was on. That was back in. Gary Player was kind of the first health guy, right? Who? Gary Player. Gary Player kind of the first. Well, he was the real one, but then, guy. yeah, but then, yeah, then Hank got involved with a company called Diversified Products and, and they were ASMI. All... Remember, they tested yep. people. Yep, that was back in the eighties. That's when he wore yeah. that jumpsuit in yes. that book. I would love to have that jumpsuit. <laughs> I would be. Now that looked like something off a of boogie night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So tell tell your Nestor. Okay, so I'm nervous as shit. Anytime, like I still get nervous when I teach with Woody. Right and uh, uh, I mean, how can you be nervous around me? Because he'll tell you you're full of shit in front of everybody if you're full of shit, and he'll go no, 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 whatever, right? And so, um, it's all right. It's it's podcast. We're not even edited, but uh, so uh, it's for the ratings. But um, so Ness, I'd heard how smart this guy was. I'd been around him at cocktail parties, yep. and I loved him. Like super dry sense of humor, unbelievably brilliant. And I always thought of myself as, you know, a good coach or anything, but I never, just internally, I was always, I'd never think of myself as that smart of an exit as those guys in the golf swing, right? Compared to guys like Ness and Woody and those guys, right? So they're going to, we're at this golf school and we're going to, they're going to take the headline guys, which would be guys like Ness and Hank and Woody and uh, Randy Smith, Chuck Cook, Rob Akins, and they're going to pair the junior guys like me up with 
another guy that you don't work for, right? So you get a chance to learn. All I mean, like I'm, I grew up Catholic. All I'm doing for three nights is praying that I don't get nasty. Because like he's so smart, I'm like he's going to ask me some shit I don't know. I'm going to look like an idiot, and I'm going to throw some math in there, right? I'm like, yeah, I don't. I'm like, I don't want nasty. Pray I don't get get nasty. And I'm like, so we're on the putting green there, and there's that little brick wall, and they're handing out assignments, and it goes like three or four people. And Ness is still available, and I'm still available. And I'm like, you know, but like Randy Smith's still available. I can handle Randy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, I mean, Randy and I can bullshit about something. I can handle Randy, right? And uh, and they're like, Ness, Ruggiero, full swing. I'm like, this is a nightmare. <laughs> this is the worst possible scenario. Randy does not work. This is the 100% worst thing that ever happened to me in my entire life. So I walk with Ness, we walk across that little hole, that par three, up that tee, and he doesn't say a word. Just walks. And we get slunched up. Slunched over a little bit. Yeah, slunched <laughs> over, walks over, and I'm going to use the F word just because he used it. So we get up there, and these kids are hitting, and I'm scared he's going to say something. He goes, what do you think we should do here? And before I could say anything, he goes, ah, he's too fucked up. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> right? And I'm, I look at him, and he goes, Relax. We're teaching golf. I'm going to help you. We'll be fine. And it was awesome, right? But, like, I was so nervous. You know, I still get that way teaching around you. No. Mm-hmm. You do not. Yeah, I do. No. The other one I was, I'll tell you, the last time I was that nervous was when I gave Bill Haas a lesson with Jay sitting and watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's because you care. Exactly right. Yeah, that's a compliment to you. That is a compliment. Yeah. Like, so awesome. Bill came down. I'd been to Greenville and seen him at Tour Vets Bunch. And he was coming down for the RSM here last, whatever, November. And Jay was caddying for him. And I'd met Jay several times. Couldn't be a nicer guy. I mean, and, and like I personally think should be in the Hall of Fame. Unbelievable player, right? Yep. And I knew that like Jay and Bill Harmon are best friends. Yep. And you obviously, if you listen to this or you hear you mean the Harmon family's the right. They're the, they're, it's the Kennedy family. Right? Of, of, golf. of golf instruction. And I've been very fortunate. All of them have been very nice to me. Yep. And, um, you know, I had talked to Billy a bunch. I Billy some when I started working with Bill because he had helped Bill Haas and um, forever. And so I'm sitting there and I'm trying to teach this lesson, but I keep watching Jay. And Jay's not saying a word, and he keeps filming things. And then he would text something. I knew what he's doing. Right? I mean, I'm, you know, and I'm like, whew, you know, I'm nervous. But Bill's hitting it good. And then we go out and we hit some drivers, and Bill hits like five drivers, just hammers them. And the first words. Basically, Jay says, "Our Bill, if I were you, I'd just keep doing that. I'd listen." That was basically the gist of it, right? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> you know, that could be going worse, right? <laughs> right?" But like, yeah. But like, I mean, that was. I mean, well, you know me, like, man, I was stressed. I was stressed going into that lesson. I was like, just "Please hit it solid first, right?" Like. <laughs> Right? Like, let's right. not get this thing going south in front of dad. <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> Woody get his face squared up. No, like, yeah, like, at least I have to worry about that shit, but Woody already got the face square and I got to deal with the shanks. Yeah, but you know, dad uh, obviously had a high regard for you because he clearly showed up with his son and must have been okay with the fact that his son came to you. Otherwise, he probably- I think it was, I think it was, he's trying to figure out if it's okay. 
Yeah, I think so. I don't think he would have wasted his time if he didn't think. Oh he yeah, he would. Right? So yeah, obviously. But that's how yeah, yeah. But he wanted to cut. He wanted to come watch, but he also wanted to come watch because he's so involved in his kids' game, just which like his great. own game, which is great. Right? Which is great, right? And then, and, and then Matt, and, and now, you know, he he want he wants to watch, and he wants because he's been there. He's watched his kid grow up. So it's a, it's a compliment, but it's also a test. There is no doubt in it's my mind. Test, it's right? a huge test. Okay, and so you pass the test when he made the Yeah, yeah, right. And uh, um, but that's an interesting, you know. But I think it's a. But for me as a teacher, it was. It's a. After you're through, it's a well, cool thing. So tell the. I mean, and, 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 and you go as long as you want to go. Tell these guys, which I think is one of the best stories ever. Of the young man that you you take one of your students to another teacher to get a track man lesson, right? <laughs> Don't use any names, but just student X teacher. So I'm, I'm I'm early, like so. Obviously, one I'm not very smart, but two I buy a bunch of technology because I you know I would classify me as old school. But I think, I said to some folks in the building the other day, like, I think to teach at this level nowadays and to teach high-level players, I think you have to have it, right? And I think it's an investment in what you do, and I think it's part of the business. So when TrackMan came out, I was going to get a TrackMan, or I'd gotten a TrackMan. I certainly didn't understand what the hell it was. I mean, I barely knew how to turn it on. I just learned how to turn it on like a month ago. And so I went to see this. So I researched. It wasn't hard to do. you do at that point in time. I mean, I had a decent following, but I wasn't, nobody really knew me. So I, I went and I found a guy that was a, a track band expert and I took two of my players over. And, um, you know, so anyway, trying to do this the right way. Uh, it's hard, but you got to do it. It's a great story. So, anyways, I take these two guys and they're both playing pro. One of them has a web card at the time. Yeah. And, uh, anyways. So, I mean, I know what I'm telling this guy to hit a fade. And uh, they have him hitting on track, man. Guy never looks off the screen. So, guy hits a ball, goes on for 20 minutes, and he's telling him stuff, never really watches the ball. And then he says, guy, the player hits the ball, and the guy looks at the screen, numbers pop up, and he said, that's it. You did it perfect. Player turned to me and goes, Perfect. I hit that seven iron, 90 yards left. The guy was like, do it again. (laughs) And the guy's like, I don't want to do it again. Right? That's embarrassing. So goes through the rest of the lesson, and we're in the car, and we're driving back into town. We're going to stay, and we're going to have some dinner. Nice place. And, uh, I mean, I felt like I learned some stuff. We're like 10 minutes on the highway. And, I mean, I taught this kid through his whole career until he quit playing and and uh, we're sitting there, and he says, T, if you ever take me to something like that again, I'm firing your ass. <laughs> and he goes, that was the worst experience I've ever had. <laughs> and I said, well, what made it so bad? He goes, I mean, why the hell would you look at a screen and not the golf ball? Yeah, it was unbelievable. I hadn't told that story in a while. It's all my greatest hits. Some of the younger guys, some of the younger Good players like the Rangers we go to. Yeah. You know, they all have track bands now. They absolutely they get balls. They don't even look, but they don't even, they don't even look at their own ball in the range. They yeah. have their iPad and sit there 
read their track back. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, you know, but it's every, everybody's different. I think the younger generation grows up with everything in front of them on the video screens and they see things that way. So I think nowadays, if you're wanting to teach and communicate with young people, you have to be able to do that. For sure. And I think that they learn in those ways. And I think there's also so much information on the science side out there that they're going to be exposed to it. So you got to be able to be burst into it and you got to be able to, right? And I think that you got to have it, if anything, from a competitive standpoint, like so that they can, well, this guy has that and that's probably going to help me better, right? I mean, you know, in the end for me, it's a business also, right? So I've always tried to, I mean, I, you know, I've always been a guy that from a business perspective, I wanted to have the best stuff. That's right. I didn't want the guy that had to be the guy that had the knockoff, you know, right. right? And then tried to explain why that was as good. I mean, I can either afford and buy the best stuff or I'm not going to have it. And so I, I think that, the, but I think that technology is here to stay and it's part of it, but I think it's our job to figure out how to take that. And no matter what age, what level you're at, figure out how to help you understand your game from that. So that you play. Yep. Ready? Thank you. you ready to go get some Italian food? Let's go eat go to Tremici. This place is good. Guys, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Tour Coach with Tony Ruggiero. If you enjoyed this, make sure to hit subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this podcast, you can stay up to date because we have weekly episodes coming your way with fascinating people in the world of golf instruction at the highest level make sure to subscribe and stay tuned if you want to learn more about tony head over to dosweepersgolf.com to get all the details on what he's up to maybe you want to see him grab a lesson or go to one of his camps pick up his book lessons from the legends you can do that there if you want to see tony in action with some videos and other content head over to golfsciencelab.com slash tony to get more info there this episode was powered by the golf science lab and was edited, mixed, and produced by Just Hit Published Productions. As we go into year two of the Tour Coach, it wouldn't be possible without the support of all our sponsors. And I've had some great ones. And one of the things that I'm most proud of in my career and in my business is the fact that all of my relationships here and all these sponsorships have been long time, long withstanding relationships haven't jumped from sponsor to sponsor and manufacturer to manufacturer. And I've always prided ourselves in special relationships and when people work together, support each other, and we've all put out great products for the benefits of everybody else. So I want to give a special thanks to these folks that have been with me for such a long time. And that would be the folks at Shrixon, Cleveland Golf, and Zexio. Couldn't ask for a better manufacturer to be aligned with. And not only do they put out great product and great support, but they're first-class people and they believe in what we're doing here on the Tour Coach and with the Dew Sweepers and also Vineyard Vines. Ian, Shep, TJ, and all the folks at Vineyard Vines, it's hard to keep me looking good, but they do a fantastic job. And they're like family. They support everything on the Dew Sweepers. And we're so proud to be affiliated with and support the folks at Vineyard Vines. So if you're out there, you're listening to the Tour Coach, please support our sponsors Shrix on Cleveland Golf Zexio, as well as Vineyard Vines, and keep listening and keep enjoying hanging out with us here on the Tour Coach.